Welcome aboard our vessel. I'll be your cook. Join me and my trusty ally the captain as we set sail through our relationship with music, film, literature and everything in between, as well as our ongoing exploration into mental health and well-being. Anchors up! Hello. Happy City. Happy City. Happy City. Happy City. Happy City. Happy City. Happy it's the captain's birthday on Friday. It is, it is, it is. All presents are welcome. We, I think we do, we need some presents. No, we haven't had anything for We haven't had anything in the post for I'm a while, a have we? Yeah. 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 And also, yeah, I think we need to say um, congratulations to the Super Bowl winner. It was a really yes. good game. Also, we watched we it. We watched it together. Yep. Fantastic game. Can't <laughs> believe some of the stuff that happened. Mid halftime show was really good, though. The Cheagles won it, didn't they? The Cheagles, yeah, the Cheagles. I think Rihanna won. Or the Eves. <laughs> This might be another Inception episode where you get <laughs> different bits at different times. Yeah. We we might sound a little bit uh, fragile at some points. We might sound okay at other points, but all in all, we're all having a good time. And we're here. We are. Here. I just give you a little rendition of the best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> you did. I've I voice recorded that. <sighs> I might play your your eulogy. Your Eugene. I'll just drink this coffee. Right. So. Episode. We need to cast our mind back two weeks. We're in our two-week rhythm, we are, aren't we? And the last time we talked around All Quiet on the Western Front. We did. Um, and that was a cracker, actually. And I know that I set you... You set me the challenge first, didn't you, to yes. listen. You tell me what you... To listen are. to the Band of Brothers yeah. intro and to draw a picture. So, I, obviously, I can't describe it, but I've shared it on... Um, like the first thing that came to me on that image when people see it was the love hearts for eyes, and I don't know mm -hmm. why. Um, and then I just basically drew a pile of bullets flying towards the soldier because I just, yeah. and then up, at, at the top, you know, just wrote a little thought bubble from him of going, like, why, basically mm. asking the question. Um, but you know what I realised? Because I put the Band of Brothers soundtrack on, I let it play. Um, oh, it's cracking. So, I told you, I got it on vinyl. It's so good. Such, so, so I'd good. I'd go and watch yeah. that live. Yeah. I'd go and watch, you know, yeah. but, um, and then I asked you to write a poem, didn't you I? You did. Yeah. What else you listen to? to? Um, is it Adagio, of, is that via, right? Adagio for strings. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you should just read it. Platoon. Okay. Uh, look. I look out. Look up. Look around. Friends. Partners. Enemies. Still. Not making a sound. People ask, what's the price for your sacrifice? For holding your ground. The trauma. The pain that war brings so stop take a moment and look around i love that that's very good thanks how do you find it it like was the, nice yeah, yeah. It, it flowed i i listened to it once and it came once straight like, out yeah, yeah. It literally just came straight out whilst i listened to it i just it's awesome well i mean it's a way of engaging things therapeutically it's just almost disengaging the brain just okay what what appears and that's what appeared well it's interesting because it, obviously I did off the back what you set me yeah and you don't really decide what you're going to do no you don't go in with a plan you just yeah. put the music on and then see what happens yeah, and then you let your brain sort of run wild yeah but that's very good because I think the looking around what I always associate with the Vietnam War particularly is that 
close quarters jungle mm. like that they were always having to be awake and like yeah. both sides you know like looking um, so we got and you've written that in your captain's log i have in my captain's log a, a gift from a mom pa mom pa so, yeah my my own captain's log i'm still waiting for the recipe uh book for the cook do you know what I mean so if they want to uh, buy yeah. me you gotta write your recipe i have met them i mean they'll, they'll get you one now you've asked for it are they coming to the big sesh i'm sure they will we'll talk about that another time let's but, go uh, let's go Okay, so this is three of four. Three of four. On little sort of series within our series that we've mm. been doing. Um, so, you know, people probably will just guess, I'll just say it straight up. We're talking about Paul McCartney today. Um, and again, we've probably built up this one for a while, haven't we? But mm. I think like last year he did Glastonbury. There's been Get Back has been on Disney. Then there was the McCartney 321 doc, which we'll go into in a sec. Um, but just a huge person that we're going to try and summarize in 20 minutes, 20 minutes or, so, or so yeah, yeah. which we will never do it justice <laughs> See how this goes. but yeah i mean you know he's born back in uh, 1942 i mean it's just crazy that he's you know he's 80 years old mm. and you watch him like I on know. stage and he's probably more sprightly than me yeah. so i want to know the secrets to his his life for a start but um both of his parents um were from irish descent See McCartney gives that a, a little bit a little bit away, but his mum was called Mary and his dad was James or Jim. Um his father wasn't around for his birth because he was actually a volunteer firefighter during World okay. War Two when he was born. Um McCartney had a younger brother Peter and a younger stepsister Ruth, who was born to his father's second wife. Um Paul and his brother Michael were baptized in their mother's Catholic faith, even though their father was a former Protestant, who were turned agnostic. What's agnostic? Hmm. Do you know? Agnostic means um not don't believe in anything ah okay yeah. Fair. it says here as well like, they didn't emphasize religion in the household mm. um it's quite common that you see people are like baptized aren't they or christened yeah but often it's not like forced upon it's just something that the family tradition Families think well yeah. yeah traditional they think yeah we need to get this or getting in a school in it or something like yeah. that yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so they're saying that his parents came from sort of the lowest rungs of the working class but worked their way up Mm. Um, I think uh, his mum was a nurse um, and obviously his dad went on to do various different things um, and they moved a little bit around the Liverpool area before he went to school um, he was moved basically from one school to another due to overcrowding okay. and he was then only one of like three out of I think it was 90 in his class to pass the 11 plus exam wow. Yeah, um, and that meant he could go to the Liverpool Institute which is a grammar school mm -hmm. um, rather than going to secondary modern and it's in 1954, so in school, that he meets George Harrison. Um, and he said he tended to talk down to him, which I think is interesting. We'll come back to that and get back. Um, because he was a year younger than him, he saw him like that. He had to sort of like guide him through mm. through life and stuff. Um, his mum, though, uh, died when I think he was 14. Um, and that was actually something that him and John Lennon connected on because John Lennon lost his mother when he was 17. So, um, yeah, and then obviously they meet at the the Walton fate, don't they, basically? Um, I think it's in, what, 1957? Um, and, well, the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. I think it was a couple of years before George joined. I think Paul and John was obviously, it was John's band, The Quarrymen, that Paul joined. Um, they were looking for another guitarist. He told them about, obviously, George House and George joined. And a couple of years later, when they were the Beatles, Ringo joined. And then the rest is history. So, yeah, for Paul, I think, you know, we'll go probably start the Glastonbury set. We yeah. were both watching it, yeah. weren't we, at the time. And that was a pure, like, joyous, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it was, like, non-stop. non, non -stop. 
Yeah. Sort of like compare. I know when I saw Bruce Springsteen, he was basically the same. Yeah. Just like didn't stop. And it's like how, like you said, how is this person you know, at his age, eighty, still able to do this? Uh, and the body of work, yeah. like you know, he's going through songs, obviously from Beatles, from Wings, from his own career. Um, and it's interesting because Springsteen is like their good friend, and he popped up, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. At the end, but I just thought the, the the bit in there for me. I think we were texting at this point, but like I, I was like a bit emotional. But the bit where they managed to play the John Lennon so they could sing, sing together, sing together yeah. and I think it finished. And he went, I got to sing with my mate. So obviously, loss was part of his life. But I think that's probably a good point to start because we know that when the Beatles broke up, sort of the seven end of the seventies into seventy one officially. From there, there was animosity mm. um, at times. Um, but I think I was reading somewhere the other day that the last Paul never said what the last words that John Lennon said to him was, but they'd spoken on the phone the day before or something like that. And Linda revealed that mm. apparently it was John said to him, "Think of me every now and again, brother," which is like like almost a premonition. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So loss is a big thing, but for him, he gets deals with, seems with positivity. But I wanted to get your thoughts on. He had a, basically a mic shoved in his face mm. in London, didn't he? Just after the news broke. And he said, it's a drag. And he yeah. got, well, referring to John's death. But people do react, don't they, differently? Like, yeah, what, what were you meant like, to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how are you meant to react if you know, you've just heard your mates died and then someone's saying, right, I want to film your own report mm. on this. But I've, there's an article in the links about him talking about yeah. how he found out and that bit. And he, he literally said that he, like the day he heard the news he died, um, and he was seeing people going on TV saying John Lennon was this, he was the best, it was this, it was this. And literally Paul just, well, his quote was, um, he doesn't know if he could be one of those people and just go on TV and say what John meant. Yeah. Because it, it was so yeah. deep. Yeah. You know, it was almost too much to fuel words. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Probably It's a Drag was his authentic, quick response. But yeah. Is he talking about what happened was he talked about the fact well you guys are all around me it's a drag let me yeah. go yes. <laughs> I'm just going to give you this but then he said apparently like, once the emotions had settled he went back to music and oh, um, yeah. found a room sat on a wooden floor in the corner of his guitar and just started to play the opening chords to here today and that's sort of how he found you know like a lot of people you know a lot of musicians seem to find solace definitely by playing you know just by sitting down and just going into obviously what him and well, his mate did. We talked about Michael <laughs> yeah. Stipe, didn't we, um, from REM, because he was friends with Kurt Cobain. Mm. And after Kurt Cobain died, he pretty much went straight in the studio. Yeah. I can't think of the song off the top of my head, but we referenced it in the, in the Kurt Cobain episode. They tidied it up after, but if you listen to the original version of the song, it's very, like, claustrophobic. And, mm. like, obviously that's how we... You know, he was feeling in the songs like Everybody Hurts and that came off the off the back of it as well. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think Paul's way of dealing with things has, has definitely been music. Um, I think he did a song um, from a window, isn't it? As a song which he wrote, which was attributed to um, to John Lennon and Paul McCartney. But yeah, there's 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 lo- there was one though that he wrote after he died, and I'll find it in a minute because it's a, it's a really touching song. Maybe we can reference it in the bottom. But yeah, you're right. I think maybe the drag was just the whole situation. Mm. It's like you know, it is a drag. It, it's it's rubbish, um, and you're sticking a mic in my face. We you know we've both talked about you've lost you've lost a friend, haven't you? Do you know what yeah. I mean I lost one, um, Chrissy? You know, to to a motorcycle accident. I can't imagine if someone shoved a mic in my face and said, <laughs> "How are you feeling?" What I would say, <laughs> you know, well, I feel like absolute shit. Thank you, but yeah. you know. Can you just so get that camera out of my, my face? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. But what I do like as well, if we go back to Paul and John, it's almost like fate for them to meet. I mean, you won't, and even, you know, add George into the mix as mm. well. 
the, the powerhouse of the song, right? but just focusing on John and Paul for a minute, you can, even though all the songs in the Beatles days were attributed to McCartney and Lennon because that's how they were written, and they did help each other out, you can tell a McCartney song yeah. from a Lennon song, yeah. can't you, quite, quite distinctly. John is definitely the, the glass half empty, Paul's the glass half full, but you put that together. We were listening to a lot of Beatles tracks this morning, yeah. weren't we? And it's incredible it's how yeah. they go off each other. And I think as Paul says on McCartney 321, it's like, a, I got to admit, it's getting better. He wrote that. And then John comes about, it can't get no worse. Yeah. It's like having that pessimistic <laughs> side, isn't it? Almost, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, also like, touching on that on 321, mm-hmm. I know you've watched it like six times or something you were saying. So I watched, watched it. Once. Obviously, it's him, Paul, and Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, yeah. And that sort of And for me, the interesting thing was almost like Rick Rubin almost sat down as a disciple. Like, yes. just saw the way it was shown. Initially, he was sat on the floor looking up yeah. at Paul. Ah, that's a good point. Didn't um, think about it like that. You know, and just that bit. And just how much he was hanging on the edge, like hanging on the end of all the words. He was yeah. taking everything in. And just how Paul just did stuff off the cuff then. He's like, oh, well, if I play this. Yeah, that was the best part this, of it. And then if I turn this down and turn this up. And it helped me, I think, appreciate a lot more of the Beatles sound when yeah, they were definitely. Like, taking out the vocals and like, right, you can just hear the bass bit. Yeah. And I wanted this bit from the drums. And yeah, I recommend six episodes, I think. In the 30 like minutes, yeah. they? So me and my yeah. dad watched like three in a row one day. I can't remember, we ended up together. Sarah and my mum and Nora must have gone out and I said, watch a bit of this with me. Mm. And he was like, you know, you wouldn't be a professed Beatles fan, do you know what I mean? But like, he appreciates music. And when he's listening to it, he goes, oh, it's like interesting when you break it down. But I think, again, like you said, that Rick Rubin thing, he's looking at him, he's almost like, wow. And there's so many things that they did in Beatles songs where he's going, I- I'd get 15 or 20 different musicians in, in a row, and I'd never get them to do what you're doing on that track. But I think it's, they were, they always come across like cheeky chappies. Well, why not try yeah. a bit of this? Yeah. I remember like um, Paul saying before that at Abbey Road on the deck, isn't it? They had like a switch on the decks for pop mm. and a switch for like classical music. And he said, I used to go to George Martin, the producer, and go, well, why why do they get that? Why can't we go on to, yeah. like, the, the classic stuff? And then he starts with Eleanor Rigby, and they start doing more classical, long and winding road and all of that. And he goes, and we got to use that switch mm. then. Or we just tell the engineers, well, what if you just played that backwards? Yeah. So it is super innovative, isn't it? About, like, yeah. But they're luckily, they had all those engineers behind them who could do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I think yeah, that docu- that documentary is definitely worth. You could, or if you want, to just watch Rick R- uh, Rubin fanboy basically for uh, for three yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but also you like the music. It's little things like I love about Paul McCartney that a lot of his stuff is self-taught. Um, so, like, he talks about the piano. Doesn't he? His dad had an upright piano and played in a jazz band, so he learned to play piano around the house. And my dad he got a bit older and he couldn't play, so I take over at family parties and I just learned to play guitar. He sw- he, I think he tried to get in a choir, mm. got rejected. They bought him like a trumpet or something like that. He traded that for an acoustic guitar. Wasn't getting on with the acoustic because he was left-handed. So he flipped it round and flipped the strings round because he'd seen a poster with Slim Whitman, I think, or something, who did the same thing. And he's like, oh, I could do it that way. Mm. But he was always a guitarist in the Beatles. But then Sutcliffe left, I think it was. And they needed a bass player, so yeah. he reluctantly moved yeah, to said, bass. Oh, I'll do that for it. Yeah, but I think that's what makes some of the the, the bass riffs that he does on Beatles songs so good because he's mm. just well, I've, I've got to have my I've got to have my piece on this track. Yeah, but he's also an accomplished drummer. Mm. Like he's an accomplished bass. He can play piano. He can like sing. He, he can sing. <laughs> yeah, just so you give him an intro, and he'd probably be able to pick up and play. He probably would. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, I think it's like talking about. There was a thing with like, um, what's the guy who plays Luther? 
Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Yeah. There's a short interview with him before he met Paul McCartney and he's, and he's mm. been practicing guitar. So he says to Paul, can you close your eyes? He said, and I'm going to play some chords and I want you to just tell me what they are. Yeah. Everyone, Paul's like, that's a F sharp, that's a like D7 or like whatever. Yeah. It's just incredible. It's in the brain, isn't it? But some people, they do say have an, um, an orchestra in their brain. I think Avicii was an attribute to that, yeah. wasn't it? He had an orchestra in his mind. He knew what it was. Get your views on this though. So John was the band leader mm -hmm. and then around Revolver time, Sergeant Peppers, sort of Paul becomes the yeah. leader and starts being the artistic direction. How do you think that would have felt for John? It's true, yeah. I mean, that's what I was reading about, like who is who is the leader of the Beatles? Yeah. Like, if you ask someone, like who's the, le who's the lead singer, who's yeah. the leader? I don't know, I yeah. don't know who they respond. But then Paul was saying, apparently they used to spur each other on a bit. And like ah, a friendly okay. sort of rivalry. Yeah. So like John would write this, which meant, oh, well, I'm going to have to go one better now and write yes. this. So I have to go one better and write this. But then, I do. It probably did. You know, if he was more seen as taking the lead, obviously John was very keen on having things heard. You know, and doing it yeah. his way. Yeah. That maybe that is where the tension started mm. coming. I, yeah. It's interesting because mm. I think like if you listen to or. His idea on Sgt. Pepper's was, wasn't it? They'd, had, they'd retired from touring because they couldn't hear themselves sing. Yeah. They'd retired into the studio. Paul's idea was, because he said apparently they were somewhere, and Mal, I think it was, their roadie, he was on the get back. He followed yeah. them everywhere from day one. Um, he said, pass me the salt and pepper. But I thought yeah. he said, pass me the Sgt. Pepper. And I turned around to him and went, what? And then he went, pass me the salt and pepper. He said, I thought you said Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. He said, and then the whole idea came from that, from which that. is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and Mal, a throwaway, just yeah. asking for salt and pepper, like, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's come to lead probably to their, well, probably their most famous album, just in terms yeah. of, the, it was the first ever, I think, concept mm. album. And it's probably one that, obviously you got the white album, but if you say that album people can picture it yes like exactly that photo yeah. you know and i know it's been recreated a few times with different yes people taking in but just even the amount of celebrities i that. know i know yeah we could that'd <laughs> yeah. be a quiz yeah honestly yeah. how could, many of them were there yeah yeah how many like or name 10 people mm. off the front cover of it or yeah. whatever but that's for another that's for you to do the quiz by the way which means charlotte won your quiz last i just want to just oh yeah that. i know yeah just just drop that in will you yeah there were two work, of us, yeah. by the way, and yeah. there was teams of six. Quiz, but, yeah. um, <laughs> Question go number one, what's my name? <laughs> yeah. How old am I? <laughs> no, but it was uh, the other, I think that was interesting, just coming back to like Sergeant Peppers and stuff mm. and being that creative force. I think there's, and we'll explore a bit more in John's, because John had a very troubled life and was probably a bit more of a, Paul just seems to be an optimist. Yeah. Like he lost his mum, later in his life he lost Linda as well, mm. who was the love of his life, you know what I mean? And they, you know, you see it on Get Back when they're together, do yeah. you know what I mean? And she's the, she took a lot of the photos of Paul over the years with Wings and the Beatles and stuff like that. But he just seems to keep going, mm. you know, whereas it finishes some people off, doesn't it? Either people don't make it, yeah. You know, like they go into drink, they go into mm -hmm. drugs, or they get murdered, yeah. or like whatever. With him, he just seems to just be someone who just, he's, he's a workaholic. Ti like. Yeah, timeless. It's literally yeah. like timeless, you know, all the music. And yeah, if he still releases, you know, he'll, you'll know it'll be a successful song. Definitely. He was the first one as well, I think, around like the avant-garde scene. So like he started to bring in that avant-garde style music. Like if you listen to like Beatles, like Revolution Number no. 9, it's just a, a pile of clippings basically, mm. isn't it, that they brought in. But it's because he hung around in the art scene, he was a keen art collector. Um, and I think that sort of like influenced what he did later. He talks about, and I can't remember, 
yeah, I think it's on the Makati 321. Fela Kuti is a very famous like Nigerian musician that a lot of people from like the 60s, 70s like went to see. Ginger Baker from Cream like recorded some live music with him as well, drumming with him. Um, and he said he remembers going to Nigeria and he had like tapes with him with all his Wings demos recorded on, yeah, ready okay. to go in and record the album. And he said they got to Nigeria and the people were saying to us like, you know, you've got to be careful when you're in Nigeria because people will carjack you or something like yeah. that. So just make, keep your wits about it. And he's like, oh, you know me, I'm from Liverpool. Like, and, and it'll yeah. be all right. But he said, when I went on that, we did get held up on the way to Falakuti concert. And he said, I didn't care what they took from me, but he said they took all the Wings tapes. And yeah. I think on the first McCartney album and a couple of the Wings ones, he pretty much played all the instruments. <laughs> so you can imagine the work yeah. that went in. Yeah, that's like Dave Grohl, isn't it? Yes. Initially, sort of yeah. yeah. It's making me think, because he's a workaholic as yeah. well, and they're very similar. Positive. Yes, outlook, keep going. Been through a lot of trauma, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder all the, well, wonder all the next stage of the Foo Fighters will be, that'll be something yeah. to come back to, won't it? Because they'll keep going. By the sound mm. of it, they're going to keep going, yeah. aren't they? So be interesting who comes in and um, dr drums them. I wonder if, though, with Paul, because he always comes across as humble to me, um, and just grateful for what he's got. Mm. Again, Tom Trauma, he's been through a hard time because obviously the Beatles broke up and they didn't even own the rights to the records. And over the last, well, 1970s, what, 50 odd years ago, he had to go through, didn't he, trying to buy because Michael yeah. Jackson owned them for a period yeah. of time. And he did a song with Michael <laughs> Jackson. But I think over the years, he's, he's ended up, I was reading in some way, getting like pretty much back to owning all the rights to his own stuff. Mm. But a lot of people in the 60s, 70s got done over, didn't they, by people on contracts. Also, you said they always thought like Beatles would make like tons of money, but they didn't. Yeah. They used to make it from touring. So when they quit touring, it was a big, big thing. Yeah. Thing. It was only when I think they went solo. And McCartney's like, right, I need to have control now over all of this mm -hmm. stuff. You know that he's he's able to get it back. So he's gone. He's gone through all that. But I picked up a quote from him, which I thought was really good. So he had an interview with, with Playboy in 1984. And he said, "The type of people that I came from, I never saw better." I mean, you know, the presidents, the prime minister, I never met anyone half as nice as some of the people I know from Liverpool who are nothing, who do nothing. They're not important or famous, but they are smart, like my dad was smart. I mean, people who can just cut through problems like a hot knife through butter, the kind of people you need in life, salt of the earth. And I wonder if that's to do with, he's still got that core Liverpool in him, mm. where he's from, yeah. and it's like, people from his dad and mum's generation would be like, you've got to get on with it. Mm. You know, life's gonna throw a load of shit at you, Sink or swim. Yeah, I wonder awesome. if that's anything. Yeah, probably seeing through the um, fakeness of cupboard, cupboard love as well. You know, yeah. people, you know, oh yeah, I'll look after you. I'll be, you know, from becoming a big star, and actually, well, no, I can't trust you as well as I yeah. can trust somebody who lived next door to me, my community. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, home. It's identity for him. Yeah, you know, of course. It's, it's probably keeping his ego at bay as well. Definitely. You know, well, this is where I come from. You know, humble beginnings. And yes. I need to remember that. I wonder if that's gone through, like, to his his kids and stuff. Mm. And like, so I was even talk about his grandkids before, and he was saying that he he smoked. I didn't realize this that he smoked marijuana right up until recent times. He only gave okay. it up after um, his grandkids came on the scene. Yeah. Oh wow. He said he. I don't know if it's like again another thing that helped him relax. So mm. you just don't. I'd never thought that he would have done it for that late in, yeah. into his life. But I'm sure I read somewhere that it was only in after his grandkids started arriving. Right, I need to kick that now. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Like he's maybe thinking from going back to like his, his roots, right? I need to make you know making good decisions again. Mm. Right? I can't let them see this or like yeah. this. I want to be clear-headed. So when they're around, that they've got me, the real me. But yeah, no. Look, 
there's so much you can talk about. I think he is, you know, to me, we were talking about if he goes on tour again, when we were going to have, have God, to try yeah. and go because yeah. it's going to be coming up to the last chance. Um, you see, like with Ringo, I'd love to go and see him because he does the All Star Band, but he, he keeps cancelling stuff. Yeah. I think you know as he's getting older. Paul looks a bit more fit, but again, he's going to knock it on the head at some, at some point, point, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So we, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. Yeah, we'll go see Paul McCartney. Go see Paul McCartney. No, no, no mean feat. But um, yeah. we haven't done like um, we we did a bit of more of a traditional intro today. But we used to re- finish on some of the achievements. There's obviously a lot more to this. Um, but McCartney has written or co-written a record 32 songs that have topped the Billboard Hot 100. And as of 2019, he's sold um, 25 and a half million um, units in the US. His honours include two inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so with the Beatles in 1988, Solo in 1999. He's won an Academy Award, a Primetime Emmy Award, 18 Grammy Awards. He's uh, an MBE. Uh, he had that in 1965 with the Beatles, and then he had a knighthood in 1997 for services to music. And as of 2020, he's one of the wealthiest musicians in the world, an estimated fortune of £800 million. I think you know, talk, and he has come from nothing. Mm. Born in Liverpool during World War Two, which had the absolute shit bombed out yeah. of it, right? Um, his dad was going around putting out the fires, but he's managed to build it up to that, and he's still going. And bear in mind, he started playing music live in probably fifty-seven with the Quarrymen. So That's what crazy. are we looking at? Seventy yeah. odd years. Yeah. Se- well, it's coming up to seventy S- years, isn't 60, it? Approaching yeah. seventy years. Yeah, about sixty-five odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if we don't go, going. <laughs> yeah. We don't go. Mm. I feel I'd be. I remember the Johnny Cash. I said on the Johnny Cash one. Mm. That's one person I always gutted because I got into him after he died. Yeah. So you know, it's about take seizing the moment, isn't yeah. it? Well, that's why I went to see Monty Python. Yeah, you said about that, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. See, I'll just say I've seen them now. Yeah, because yeah. some of them have, have passed as well. Mm. Chapman's not around, is he anymore? No. And yeah, couple, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You've got to take the chance. Yeah. But that was important to you. And if you go back to your cabin session, yeah. There's a link out. to that, isn't yeah. it, as well? So, all right, cool. A bit of McCartney, I would say, but mm-hmm. dive into the bio. Yeah, there's a couple of ones, like, really, yeah, really good ones, actually, the links in. Is there? Yeah, and sort of gives everything, all the histories, different bits to look into, so, yeah. Let us know if you enjoy them, innit, as well, yeah. because you, do, you put them all in, don't you? Yeah, yeah, if not, bring them yeah, to the work. Well <laughs> all right, we'll move on. Nice one. Which way have I started? Corner. Corner. Why am I saying it? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Right, so. (laughs) We've done done a lot about Paul. Oh, we're giggly today. Okay. We had some coffee. I know. Uh, So, we've done a lot about Paul. We've done three quarters of the Beatles now. We have. I won't spoil who's coming, you know, the next one. I hope they work it out. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully the fourth one we can we can still do. Uh, so you've got, I'm guessing it was maybe a gift from someone, Beatles. No, you know what? I talked to myself. Oh, you show off. And then I started reading it <laughs> and realised how little I actually know. Because okay. some of the, you know, it's Trivial Pursuit. So yeah. the questions are always ridiculous. Now, some of them, you like, yeah. I know them. But some of them, like, how the heck would I know that? Okay. So don't ask me stupid ones. So what we'll do is, we'll, I'll just go through a card. Yeah. So the top, there's different topics. So the first one's John, Paul, George, or... Ringo, which beetle has a beard throughout the film? Let it be. Uh, Paul, isn't it? Fine answer. Yeah. You just won five hundred pounds. I can't do that. Ding, ding. 
What was that? That's like the start of Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> do, 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 do. There's, a, there's a great... I'm going on tangent Yeah, yeah, now. go on. There's a great dance cover. Is there? Album cover, the Antiques Roadshow. Share it in the... On, we'll I'll share it on I'll our play page. it to you after as well. Albums and singles. The Ugh. opening song on the White Album. Uh, back in the USSR. I've actually requested that for my birthday, so hopefully... You know what? I've got Sorry. it, and it's a great oh, one. To, no, no, no. <laughs> I've, in terms of your record collection, yeah, it's a crack. Well, I've got Revolver, but I do want because yeah. the um, in with it you get like a big like full up poster mm. with it and stuff, and a lot of artists. It's a double album as well, obviously. Um, but even it's all white. It's just yeah. the, the album cover yeah. itself, and the Beatles is in dentist. Really iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. History. In which area of Liverpool did Paul live during the second half oh. of the 50s and the early 60s? I don't know. I'm not very good at this. I'm, uh, not, I'm not very good. What does it start with? A. Oh. It's an option there. I don't know. Uh, Allerton. Well done. Yeah. Oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, let me think. Let me think. Songs. I've got over half now, so I'm happy. What track issued during the Beatles' career was the first to credit all as songwriters oh it was was it why don't we do it in the road no or me and my monkey no no okay. flying oh the instrumental song yes of magical um, knows mystery that. tour what group recorded a song co-written by George and Eric Clapton on its farewell album what group mm. oh, I don't know the tales I, I don't know cream that makes sense. Eric Clapton was in Cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which two Beatles movies have scenes of people watching films of the Beatles on a movie screen? Hard Day's Night? Nope. Help? Yep. Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, sorry. That's good. There's two, were not there? You yeah. said, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm you just going to name them all. Go? Do more? you want to go? And I will promise to be ki- I'll be kind. Just, just give me clues. <laughs> I won't ask the difficult ones, okay? Like, I will give no, you... That's fine. Well, I'll tell you what. Right, okay. It's okay. Come on. Yeah. Right. Who sang lead on Eleanor Rigby? Hmm. So Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. Paul. It was Paul. Right. Cool. Okay. Cheers. Uh, so that's you can't... one more. Oh, one more. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Just, just two. Just, two yeah. more. Yeah. In which country other than England were appro- We've just been talking about this. Mm. So we're approximately half the songs on the White Album written. India. Yes, because they went on the with Mar- Marishi, wasn't yeah. it? The retreat. Um, I will just go through a page. Uh, or a two card. two. What do you get? Four. I got four. What caused Stuart Sutcliffe's death? Oh. Oh. Okay. You no, know because it was a lot about. I'll t- give you a bit of context. We'll probably mm. talk about this a bit on the John. Okay. One because he lived with a lot of guilt Spoiler. after. No, but they had a fight. Um, uh, and then years. Brain tumor. It's a brain hemorrhage. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we and go. they always like said because he'd hit him really hard. Apparently, because yeah. John was a bit of a fighter, which we'll go about the pod. But it was years later. They never yeah. joined that up, but people, three. but people Look talk out. about it. I do better than you, sir. What is the name of the priest in Eleanor Rigby? Go through the Father lyrics. Mackenzie. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <sighs> George's Apple Jam song, "It's Johnny's Birthday," was recorded in honor of whose thirtieth birthday? Johnny Cash. No, it was. Oh. It was actually John Lennon. Oh, oh, oh. I thought I was. A, oh. Sometimes they're simpler than yeah, you think, aren't they? Yeah. In the film Yellow Submarine, what yeah. is Ringo being followed by shortly after he first appears? A squid. 
He's actually being followed by the yellow submarine. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Good effort, though. I'll take that. You were worried about that, okay, I was you? worried. And you yeah, don't like being yeah. on the spot either, no. do you? So, but that's Seagull Corner. We've got about a lot. 200 of those. Yes. <laughs> Pick another. No joke. <laughs> no, we, so that concludes Seagull Corner. Seagull Corner. Our next voyage. Thank you, child. Yep, thanks. We need more. We well, I don't think we've driven more. this. Kiwi, I didn't have I've asked you about Max, yeah. so come on. And you're normally quick with stuff. You are. That's your challenge. And we created a trig point, <laughs> by the way. A year later. It'd be a birthday present for me. Okay, so my challenge for you. Okay. You just mentioned trig point. Yep. It's a nice, easy one. We haven't done it for a while. Let's go up to Mbalum. Maybe we haven't. Get outside, get some fresh air, go for a walk. Yeah, and just... We spend a lot of time together this week, can we? So I'm sure yeah. we can squeeze a walk up to Tumbalum. Yeah. And you like doing it around your birthday, get up to Tumbalum, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a tradition thing now of um, going up, almost like a little retreat. Yeah. Sort of thing on oh, it's end, brilliant up there. Yeah. If anyone is from this part of the world mm. and is looking for a walk, yeah. park your car at the bottom and go up there. Just it's a up. lovely yeah. walk, isn't it? And yeah. it's, you could probably, would you say you could do that most fitness levels as well? Because yeah, it's, it's path yeah, all the way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different gradients. A couple of steep bits. The last bit's, yeah, a bit trickier, but. You can get up yeah, there. You can get up there. Because there's the car there's a nice park coffee bit, shop at Concan. I mean, you can drive nearly to the top anyway. Yeah, you can. Car there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Go for it. Well, you know what? We're spending a lot of time together this week in yeah. honour of your birthday. It's my challenge to get away from you. <laughs> Hide and seek. We are going to the Apple. We are. Now, you are the cider proficionado. Allegedly. Or aficionado, whatever you call it. Um, I only drink cider occasionally in the summer. So, I just want you to select the cider for me. Oh, when we go to the Apple... I know. That's dangerous. I'm really opening myself up and I. But also, I'm staying in a hotel room with you, so. <laughs> Separate beds. <laughs> we have got singles, by the way. Yeah. Is that right? Because yeah. I'm not very good with ciders. Okay. Yeah, I'll so, pick but one I want. You. I don't want like you know your normal fizzy cider. I want something uh, different, yeah. flavored yeah. cider. Let's go. Let's go. Outro time. Outro. That's a big um, one for us, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm mainly, for, well, not mainly, but for you. you know, yeah. We're, we're nearly there. Yeah, I think it was we're like a there. weird concept that we came up with. Yeah. Well, not weird, but, also, but we haven't acknowledged episode 80. It's episode 80. Episode 80. So, you know, that's five and a half thousand listens. I know. I mean, no, for some people, yeah. they get up per episode. Yeah. But for us, it's a big deal. It's massive. It's a big, yeah. big deal. This year, actually, I should probably touch on a couple of things. So we are entering sort of a lot of live music stuff going on. Yeah. Um, big sessions coming up. Mm -hmm. Also, Dirty Carrot Rex have announced they've signed Aronson, they have. which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. We love both so of them. So cool. Um, I, I saw Joe a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to Joe in the Murringer. Um, and Ellis, Baby Teeth. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. I texted him the other day, just said you're an yeah. arsehole for making that because I can't stop playing I it. I can't. I genuinely woke up one morning recently and had it in my head. Did you? Like, it's, it's, I'm talking about it now. I can recall the song and that just shows. We met Key for a beer. We did meet Key for a beer. Yeah, Jack, that was lovely. We yeah. met Key, Key came over because I've been 
I was asking him some guidance. Really, I've written some yeah. some songs, but I don't know what to do, you know what to do with them. He gives some good advice, but it was mm-hmm. just a catch up as well. Yeah. it was a, like we caught up with him, and I know he said he's working towards his next release, he is. isn't he? As well, yeah. um, been doing really well. He's doing mm-hmm. the stripped back set. Actually, we've yeah. just missed it. Well, the day we're recording it, he's doing a stripped back set in uh, Club Eva back yeah. for Welsh Music Day, yes. which yeah. links back to him because I remember when we talked to Sudo Cool. The reason he called himself Key Govon, he does release in English and Welsh, mm. but it was to push himself push to himself. release in yeah. Welsh. And he's yeah. did he say he's doing online learning? Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah, he's joined a class, hasn't he? Yeah, online class, he's online to, yeah, yeah, to continue going. So, yeah. I think with Ellis as well, keep an eye out, people. Ellis fans and Schlug fans, he's got. We're going to do a couple of things with him coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a big event coming up. If you he follow has, his socials, you'll have seen yeah. it. But he's going to April do, the sixth, I think. Yes, off the top of my head, well, it's around the Easter weekend. It is. Yeah. He's going to leave us a little message about that, and then we're hoping if we go, which one, two, or both of us, whatever, we'll try and grab them. But he did say to me about getting the boys on as well. Okay, oh, um, awesome. getting Ethan yeah. and Fran yeah. on. So I said that'd be really good. Mm. But also, there's some bands that we haven't seen before. No, so I'm sure we'll try yeah. and grab them, talk to them, Have a chat. Big yeah. sessions about the same Big time. Big sessions on its, it's way. Busy, isn't it? Welsh Music Awards will be. Honest, quicker than we think, but shall we go and celebrate my birthday? I, you're dying to get started, you. Why not? Let's do it. I've it's Bryn, appre- Bryn Appreciation Week. Week. Bryn Appreciation Week. <laughs> right, I'm going to open though before we go. It's a birthday oh, treat, a yeah. random okay. cage. Okay, well, shall I I'm come read, sit by you? I'm gonna, yeah, we'll bit? read them together. Okay. Right. A little bit of movement. We'll read this okay, bit. Well, okay, I'll have to be a cat. I'm not doing, um, I can't do American accents. Right, so we've got Sheriff, Rufus, Sheriff, and Edsel, right? So okay. I'll be the sheriff, I'll you'll be, be Rufus, Rufus Edsel. Edsel. Is Edsel right. a man or a woman? I'll decide. You decide. You guys have just all went apeshit. Hell, Miss Mona herself ain't all that worried about it. I was out there this morning and they were, was getting fixed up for the Thanksgiving party, just like always. Oh, wait. Earl, if that television crusader gets wind of those football boys being out there, I'm going to move to Bangkok. Well... I tell you boys this much, if that little three-foot excuse for a man comes around here again, I'm going to flatten him so he has to roll down his socks to shit. The sheriff laughs. Ha 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 Well, I guess, I guess I better get myself on back to my office so that everybody can call me up and tell me what we've got a whole house operating here for about 150 years. I'm not all persuaded that I'd like to be standing in Miss Mona's shoes right now. At least she ain't on her feet all day. I'd trade places with her. Somehow, Dotsy May, I don't think I'll hold my breath till you do. Until next time, it's trough from me. It's trough from him.